Hello and welcome back to 10 in 10, the official podcast of CX Loop. I'm Tom Hogan and today we have an amazing guest who I'm very, very excited to talk to. It's Mark Fazio, the co-CEO of Mate Mobile and Internet. I first heard Mark's story at the customer show this year and I absolutely loved it. Mark founded Mate Mobile with his identical twin brother in his auntie's backyard with a mission to create a mobile service which creates fans. Fast forward to now and Mate Mobile is going from strength to strength with over 100 employees and customers all across Australia. In today's chat, you can hear about how in an industry where your service is somewhat invisible, customer experience can be one of the only ways to stand out and be different. Discover why Mark's auntie still cooks lunch for the staff and how to be mates with your customers. Without any further delay, here's Mark. So yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Mark. Um, As always, I like to kick things off by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, what do I do? Uh, I do a lot of things and probably none of them always well, right? But uh, you've got to keep running these days. But um, my name is Mark Fazio. I'm an identical twin and I run this business, uh, mate, with my identical twin brother, David. I have a long history in, in tech in, in regards to a career um, and you know, worked for Microsoft for many years. Um, I lived in Singapore and, and worked in Asia for a number of years as well until I, I came home and went full-time in our business called Mate. Fantastic. And I first heard about your story at the customer show. We were talking about it earlier. Um, but for those who are unaware, could you tell us a bit about the story of Mate Internet Mobile? I believe it started in someone's garage. Ah, in my auntie's backyard to be exact. <laughs> and so uh, the story goes back to roughly about 2015. Uh, you know, the business started with my identical twin brother, David, and, and a couple family members. And we decided to create a business to give us an opportunity to, to make a better life for our family and friends. And uh, I guess the motivation comes from our family uh, that you know, migrated from Italy with nothing but the shirts on their back to give us a better life. And, and they've worked seven days a week sometimes to give us the opportunity to, to do what we do today. And and so uh, in, in our, I guess mate is our opportunity to give back. But, you know, it started in my auntie's backyard uh, with my twin brother, David. Uh, it grew to 30,000 customers in my auntie's backyard with the first 19 people being family members, either cousins or nieces and nephews uh, or, or siblings. Um, to where we are today, uh, which is, you know, 130 plus staff, you know, a couple hundred thousand customers in, in, in now out of my auntie's backyard. <laughs> yes, it's an incredible success story. Employee satisfaction seems to be a really huge part of your, your company culture at Mate Mobile. Um, I believe you even said that one of your aunties even cooks lunch for everyone on a regular basis. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I was just wondering if I could get your thoughts on the relationship between good employee experience and good customer experience. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, uh, you know, like if I go back to the auntie story, we're Italian, right? So we know how to eat. We know we know good food, I think. And and I think hopefully a lot of people understand Italian food. But, you know, the food is the centre the centerpiece of our family gatherings for, for for our whole life. And when we were in my auntie's backyard, she used to cook for us, as as, as you would as an auntie or, or as via, as we call them in the Italian culture. Uh, and when we moved, the, uh, the biggest thing that kept us all in, in you know, that 
put us all together at lunchtime was my auntie's cooking. And so we said, we can't, we can't, we cannot take my auntie with us. And so we took our auntie with us. We built her a kitchen in our new office. And and now she um, cooks food for 130 plus people that, you know, and obviously a lot of them aren't family anymore. But um, I think the, the biggest, I think culture in the business definitely represents the type of service that you give customers. If you've got a good culture and people are happy, they're going to be happy delivering, um, you know, service to our customers as well. And I think what, we, what we've delivered is a, a truly family culture. Um, when you think about the owners of the business, it's cousins and brothers. Think about the first, about 30 people that work here, over siblings, cousins, uh, or even um, in extended friends. And so it is a purely a, a family culture and we've we've got each other back all the time, right? And I think if I if I look at some of the, the awards around customer service and some of the things that we deliver, it comes from the feeling great in the business. If you feel great, you deliver great service. I mean, if you look at customer service, no one's ever going to ring you to say, hey, my internet's working great, thank you. They're only going to ring you with a problem, right? And so every single service call is going to be somebody with an issue and you need to have the right frame of mind to deliver an outcome and sure we don't always get it right but i think if we keep the culture that we have and uh and and the way we treat our staff is all about how we deliver uh, we can have all the fancy tools in the world right uh, it doesn't mean that the, that the person on the end of the phone is gonna uh, is going to give the great service and i think that's where the cultural part comes in great answer i, I really love that that story with your auntie you you've sort of touched on this already but I was wondering if a customer-centric culture was something you wanted to achieve from the beginning, or was it sort of something that evolved naturally just based around the personalities you employed? Oh, something from the beginning, because if, if, if you look at when we started, mate, the, the stigma around telcos was bad, right? You, you, locked in, you get locked into a contract that you didn't understand, um, or you, got, you, 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 you took up a deal, then got stuck with that deal when something better came out, um, call centers overseas, and that that no one understands what you're talking about and all these different things. And so our goal was first and foremost is to, um, you know, keep keep service on shore um, to make it easy for customers to understand. Um, but it, it, it was all about, um, it was all about how are we going to be different in the market? Sure. We sell internet and mobile, just like everybody else does. And during the pandemic, uh, you saw that it came in an essential service. Before that, you could fight on price and all different things. But now it's just such an, a, a staple in everybody's lives that the only thing you fight on is, is service and the experience that you give a customer. And so we knew that from the beginning, right? You know, if I look at my my consumer marketing roles at, at Microsoft, et cetera, that, you know, if you look at what happened with Apple, Apple, the way Apple built their ecosystem together and made it easy for consumers and gave them a great experience, that's how they took over and took over the tech world. And that's, you know, and that that model came into my mind when we built mate what's we can offer internet and mobile you don't actually see internet and mobile right you don't see an internet service it just happens right and so how do you and I always say people never people always forget how you uh, what you did for them but they never forget how you made them feel all right and that was our motto from the beginning is that if we can make people feel good they'll always choose us and think about us yeah and you've said your mission was to create brands with plans to create fans that's uh, yeah. that's a great slogan as a copywriter well done that's oh thank that's you good. thank you um, and and, and- Oh, just on that as well, our mission statement as a business is that we are the everyday people providing products consumers want with the value and service they deserve. So we want to be known not as this big corporate business because you know when we had uh, when we had a busy day, I'll take calls and people are calling through to mate and I'm on the phone taking those calls as well. So we're not 
we're not your big corporate business, even though we're we're a large business now. We're like we we're humble about what we achieve and how we get them. And so we when a guy that's calls himself a co CEO, uh, I'm not afraid to roll up my sleeves and get in, get into the trenches with everybody. Right? Yeah, that's a fantastic yeah. approach. And you've had a pretty interesting journey to where you are now. I, I saw some notable brands you've worked with were uh, 20th Century Fox and yeah. Xbox as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two brands which are really focused on, you know, delivering entertainment and fun. And so I was wondering if um, it was important to you to bring an element of fun to the Mate brand as well. Absolutely. That's that's. I think that's that's what sets us apart from the rest, right? And that's where the whole slogan of "We are a brand with the plan to create fans" came from. Because people become fans of something will drives longer customers and and more loyal customers as well uh you know you got to love something not not want something i think something something you want is great but something you love stands forever right um and then i always said that the reason why we called our business mate because sometimes sometimes in our world rightly or wrongly who, who do you love more than your family sometimes it's your mates right and so mateship is a it's a big part of Australian culture and we want to deliver that in our service and everything that we do. And so, you know, if I look at what I took from 20th Century Fox and what I took for, and mind you, I, I, I'm, I'm a person that can't sit still and watch movies either. So that's why that role probably didn't take on my future, right? And that's why I moved on. But if I look at Xbox and and, and 20th Century Fox, it was all, a create, all about creating um, a theme, uh, uh, excitement, fans. And so I took that from I took that from those roles and delivered that into our business as much as best as possible. Being a mate is more than just a name for your company. So can you tell me a bit about what it means to be mates with your customers? Uh, what it means, it means that you know you are supporting our our dream of of uh, creating a better life for our family and friends. That's what you're supporting us with. You're supporting, uh, you're, you're you're making us, uh, you're making our our ambitions in life come true. You're you're uh, you're supporting 132 people getting paid, you know, uh, and 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 keeping them employed. You're supporting us being able to deliver some of our uh, the money that we make to 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 charities and and some of the different charities that we support. Uh, you know, like there's way more to it than paying uh, paying a bill and, and and putting money in the bank. It's about supporting so many things that we do in our business and you know what in this day and age uh, you know we're in western sydney and and we're probably the only real big tech company in western sydney and we're enabling people to be closer and spend more time with their families by building this business in western sydney and having our customers on board is allowing us to achieve that and it's keeping people employed and i think people need to think about when you choose a company or when you choose a service you you're keeping employment in australia for us right we we and we and we're making sure australians are getting paid and and, and living in, in living comfortably especially in the, in the the, the time that we're in, right, with the economic uh, challenges that we have. I'd like to sort of touch on another area of, of sort of um, a grassroots approach which you're taking. Um, as a football fan myself, I can't help but notice your your company is pretty football obsessed. <laughs> you're, you know, you've got ad campaigns with Socceroos and Matildas stars. Yeah. Um, you sponsor two A League teams, uh, yeah. including the recent grand final winners, the Central Coast Mariners. So I'm. Pretty interested in hearing about why football fans is a, a demographic which you chose to target specifically, because it's it's sort of a demographic which has been a little bit marginalised in the yeah. past. You, you could say it's niche in Australia to a certain degree, right? Um, well, uh, apart from being uh, 
uh, you know, tragic football fans. Um, our goal was how do we how do we achieve uh, brand awareness uh, via via and achieve those fans that, that our motto is about. You know, a brand with a plan to create fans. The biggest fans come in sport, um, and 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 football was probably one. It's probably affordable compared to the other codes in Australia. And if you look at AFL and NRL, they're all locked and loaded by Telstra, so we can't even get in if we wanted to. But I think I think we're an underdog. Our business in our industry, mate, in in the talk industry, is an underdog that's punching way above its weight and taking it to the big guys. I think football in Australia is exactly the same thing, especially the Mariners. Right, the Mariners are an underdog that's that's actually come out on top and beat all the big guys. And and I think we resonate with that that culture. We resonate with that that struggle, that fight. And I think and that's who we want to represent our brand. And then you look at the Socceroos, right? I mean, if you think about uh, you know when the World Cup comes around. People remember the soccer is after that, it, it, not a lot of happens, right? And then you look at the Matildas. I think one of the biggest things is one, we want to support, you know, inclusion and diversity and 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 women being able to succeed. And I think one of the most uh, one of the biggest sports star in Australia, no matter what the code is at the moment, is Samantha Kerr. And if you don't know who she is, I don't know, you're living under a rock, right? And you know, having her as a representing of our brand is more than just putting a face and name. It's, it represents so many different things. It represents like struggle, you know, uh, punching above her weight in a market that's dominated by men or different codes or different things. And, you know, and I think football does that. And football truly hits the grassroots, right? Um, you know, we we do a lot of stuff where we we try and subsidise registrations for grassroots kids through, through promotions and stuff like that. And if you look at what football, football doesn't get the investment it needs from from a government perspective to make it more viable for people to play. But it's probably it's the biggest grassroots um, played sport. Um, and look, I mean, we resonate with that with that that hustle. We, re- we resonate with that grind, and and it's about who we are. We we want to we want to we want to work with brands that that understand what it means to to fight hard. That's a, a wonderful ethos. And we're just on to our actually our, our last question here. I'll ask you to finish this sentence for me. The future of customer experience is the right mix of technology and people. I think people buy from people. People enjoy to, uh, enjoy getting serviced from people. Technology is going to allow us to service people faster and allow people to have more information. But the, the human element is never going to go away, and it should never go away. And I think uh, if we keep the human element in with technology and have the right balance, you're going to get the best outcome. Absolutely, that that hybrid approach with the uh, efficiency of technology, but still that highly personalized human touch, incredibly important. Mark, it's been a great, great conversation. Really, really enjoyed it. And thank you so much for coming on. It's been great, Tom. Enjoyed the chat and uh, love to always share our story. Um, and, you know, thank you for listening. And that has been 10 in 10. Thank you so much to Mark for coming on the show. He's been a fantastic guest and I really, really do enjoy his story. Uh, Feel free to connect with him on LinkedIn at Mark Fazio. 10 in 10 is a production of CX Loop Consulting. The end of season one is approaching fast, so stay tuned for our final episodes coming up very soon in the next month. Got some big things planned and we're very excited to bring this great season to a close. As always, if you think you'd be a great guest to come onto our podcast, reach out to me at tom at ft-group. 
www.thinkingfromwithin.com.au. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a review on Spotify. You can also access all our previous episodes there as well. We've got some great guests from this season and plenty of episodes to catch up on. Bye for now.